Matthew uh, chapter 28 and verses 18 through to 20 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. Okay, what is baptism? Now, the, uh, the, the Greek word that's translated baptism simply means to be fully immersed in water. To be dunked. And so, very shortly, Kath will be fully immersed in water. But what is the significance of being fully immersed in water? Well, the technical definition, as you can see on the screen, is baptism is an outward and a visible sign of an inward and a spiritual grace. In other words, it's an outward sign of what has already happened within Kath. What does it symbolize? Well, three things. Our faith in Jesus, the fact that we've been forgiven, and that we've received the Holy Spirit. Firstly, faith in Jesus simply means we have turned away from our old selfish and sinful way of living where we used to live for ourselves. And we've turned to follow Jesus' selfless way of living. And we demonstrate that through baptism by going into the waters, if into a watery grave that symbolizes our death, dying to our old sinful way of life, coming up out of the water symbolizing a new birth into a whole new way of living, a selfless way of living by following Jesus. So baptism is a very dramatic and public declaration that we are followers of Jesus. That we no longer live for ourselves, but we live for Jesus. Secondly, baptism is a sign that we have been forgiven. It's like taking a bath and having all your sins washed away. It's a sign that we have been forgiven by God and restored to a right relationship with God. And thirdly, it's a sign that we've received the Holy Spirit. Just as you will get soaked by the water... So we have been soaked by the very presence of God, the Holy Spirit. And so baptism is where the Christian nails their colors to the mask and publicly declares to everyone that I am a follower of Jesus. I have been forgiven. I have received the Holy Spirit. I have a whole new status as a child of God. And so this leads us to Kath. Kath has put her faith in Jesus. Kath has been forgiven by God. Kath has received the Holy Spirit. And today what she's doing is publicly declaring that by going through the waters of baptism. And we have a tradition here at Abergavenny Baptist Church to give anyone and everyone an opportunity if you feel that God is prompting you to nail your colors to the mark. To take that step of faith and to publicly declare that you have decided to be a follower of Jesus, we're going to give you an opportunity also to get into the pool and be baptized today. We have extra towels and clothes, so there's no problem. So is God prompting you to take a step of faith and be baptized today? While you think about that, we're going to, I'm going to ask Kath to come forward. And uh, I've got two, two questions for Kath. Firstly, 
Why are you a Christian? Could I perhaps start with my story bit? Yes, do. Tell us your story. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Very briefly. (laughs) I can see Tom cringe in there. (laughs) I'm very nervous about this, but um, basically I became a Christian when I was 18. I um, come from a very... uh, a very loving family background. I, I was never in any doubt that I was loved. I always felt loved. I was taken to church sometimes as a child, and I always sought out Sunday schools as a child. And I always fascinated with Jesus. Um, and so, I think I, I used to think about Jesus quite a lot. And I used to um, think about the cross, and it used to make me feel really sad. To cut a long story short, I went to college when I was 18, PE college. My choice of college was done by sticking a pin in the map which was nearest to Loughborough, where Keith was, and also where Melanie, somebody who I idolised a bit like one people idolise 1D these days, was playing and I could get to see her in concert. So I went to Birmingham. Um, as it happens, it was while I was in Birmingham I met some Christians who I realised... It was more to it than I'd thought. I, I liked the way they were together. I liked the way they talked about Jesus as if he was actually real. And it was there that I suddenly realised the significance of the cross and the fact that Jesus wasn't still on that cross and I needn't be sad because he was alive and I could have a relationship with him. For me, it's always been music. So um, I went along to a, an evangelistic event with some friends of mine. There was a guy playing guitar. And it was one of those awful moments, I'm sure a lot of you have been there, where you sit there and they say, if anybody wants to give their life to Christ tonight, put your hand up. And you sit there and you're going, my hand is not going to move. But it does. And then they say, if you've done that, would you like to just come to the front and let somebody pray with you? And you sit there thinking, I am not moving. (laughs) But you do. So that was how I became a Christian. I can remember ringing mum and dad and saying, I've become a Christian. And I think... um, they thought that when I went home at Christmas, I was going to be wearing a habit. And so I had to kind of explain all that. But um, So that was uh, when I was 18, about 10 years ago. Like, yeah. That was a long time ago. And I, I think what we have to realize is what happened then isn't what's happening now. And God isn't 39 years ago for me. He's present and he does things all through your life. And he, he's with you constantly. And, you know, there have been times in my life where... Uh, when I lost my father, for instance, I used to think, when anything bad happened to anybody I love, God's going to really pay for it. Why would it happen? But when my father died, do you know, I cannot describe to you how close God was to me then and the peace that he gave me about all that and the things that happened where I was able to talk to Dad about Jesus and pray with him before that and things like that. And, you know, God moves with you all the time. And I think... You know, we've been through difficulties over the last few years, you know, as you have when you've got children, challenges arise. Um, You know, we're fortunate enough to have two lovely kids, Amy and Tom, and uh, now four lovely grandchildren. And through all those challenges, God has been really, really close. Um, Everybody that knows me, uh, (laughs) I'm not the sort of person to say, God said this to me, God said that to me, because... Very often, I don't think he does, but there are just those moments when you're in that place and you could stay there forever because God's spirit is so close. And it's not something you can describe if you've never actually experienced that. 
But he is real. Jesus is as real as talking to Mike here or to, to Keith there. And I have to say, through all that, my long-suffering husband has stood by me, and he's been a rock, and everything I've done in terms of my, my Christian life, my singing, etc., Keith has always been there supporting, looking after the kids when needed to be, carrying my stuff about when he needed to, and he's just been fantastic. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. But there was a blip where I went away for a while because people were telling me I shouldn't marry Keith because he wasn't a Christian. Misguided. And, um, but even in the six years in that wilderness, God was still there prompting me, calling me back. I could, I could see him in all sorts of different things. So, so here I am, and I just want to um, say one last thing, Mike. Sure. I want to thank Abergavenny Baptist Church because they've helped me find a new spiritual home. Um, I went to Gorsley for a while and met some lovely friends, uh, Kathy and Jeff, and the people in Abergavenny Baptist Church have have welcomed us and given us me a spiritual home and um, just a funny story anybody who thinks God is dour and miserable uh, <laughs> I just want to tell you he's got a sense of humor and irony which is beyond I've just realized I was thought I was at risk of um, offending one person here today but actually it's two but I know those two people have got a good sense of humor so here goes for many, many years, I have struggled with a South African accent. <laughs> I found it extremely difficult to listen to. And God drew me to Abergavenny Baptist Church and brought me into fellowship with a young lady called Dolly over there through Brenda, who are both from South Africa. And now I can't wait to get here every week and listen to him preach. <laughs> So there you go. So that, that's it basically in a nutshell. And people that have known me for a long time know the struggles, the challenges and everything. So thank you. I hope I haven't gone on too long. No, no, no. I've said half of what's down here, so you're lucky. <laughs> Great. Could you tell us briefly why <laughs> this is the easy bit. Why you want to be baptized. Well this is the easy bit. Um, obedience basically. Mm. Um, like you said, I've, I've done the repenting. Heaven knows I do that every day. Um, but uh, a nagging from Peter and Sheila and several other people in the congregation, Brenda, and, who've wanted me to do this for years. But it's never, it's only when I came here and felt that I'd found that spiritual home that I felt God saying, Right, stop messing about, get on with it. So here I am. Obedience, really. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for that. I'm going to ask Peter to come, come forward. Uh, he's going to share a verse and, and, and the meaning of that uh, for you. Well, it, it's a real joy and pleasure being here today. Um, last time I, I spoke here was at uh, the celebration of John Brillat's uh, life. Um, this is a very different occasion today. I had shoes on then, but I haven't got <laughs> shoes on today uh, for an obvious reason. Um, Kath, I've, uh, I've chosen two verses uh, which I think apply to you today and I'll explain why uh, the first is from Samuel uh, from 1 Samuel chapter 2 uh, verse 30 um, God honours those who honour him and I think that's just what you're doing today and that's his promise to, to you today that he will honour you because you're honouring him I know this happened to me many years ago in, in Bethany Baptist Church um, 
Sheila and I had been counselling some youngsters there for their baptisms and uh, um, I hadn't been baptised at that time though I was, was counselling uh, because I was already a Christian you see I'd been saved I believed uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ had, uh, had died on the cross and that he'd uh, been risen uh, uh, and now he was in, in glory with the Father and one day he will come again intellectually I knew it all but uh, so I didn't see the point but then there was one verse of scripture that spoke to me which was Jesus uh, said his baptism was to fulfill all righteousness because it's the right thing to do and that's what's happening to you today yeah. it's the right thing to do and the other verse that I've chosen from, for you is from James. Uh, and it's uh, where in, in James, uh, uh, where the apostle says, I will show you my faith by what I do. That faith isn't just something, a feeling that we have inside. It's not an intellectual thing. True faith results in works, in doing something. And you're showing your faith today. I know your minister is... Uh, uh, fully conversant with the Greek because he said so this, this, this morning or he used it this morning um, uh, and the Greek word for faith and faithfulness is the same so to be faithful is to be full of faith it isn't just something that we have inside it's something that we do as well, we're faithful to it and you're being faithful and I, I just pray for you that it, as it was for me when I was uh, baptised, it was just as though God was saying now we've got that out of the way, Peter. We can go on together. And I just pray that that will be for you this morning. Thank you.